Hello friends, how's it going? It's Matt, you're listening to the Looking Sideways Action Sports Podcast. Yeah, it's the show where I try and uncover the most interesting stories in action sports and other related endeavours. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the episode. And yeah, to misquote a rather famous podcast in this space, I'm back. I had a few unscheduled weeks off because I realised that, well, I needed a bit of a break, really, from all things podcast and all things digital, which is what I did. Switched off my phone for 10 days, headed to Wales, which was very good fun and most welcome. But before I did that, I did take care of this episode with Sally McGee from Yonder. So some background on this one. Every now and again, I run a poll on Instagram where I, you can find me at We Look Sideways. And I asked people who I should speak to for future episodes. And after a while, I noticed something quite interesting. Among the usual names, the Slaters, the Hawks and all the rest, one name kept popping up over and over again, Sally from Yonder. As a result, I've been following Yonder for a while. Yonder's a surf school, a coaching company, a brand, but above all, an inclusive approach to surfing that if you ask me has come along at exactly the right time to meet the moment UK surfing finds itself in right now. So I'd been planning to chat to Sal when I finally got around to organising my trip to the northeast. I'm ashamed to say that I've never actually been up to the northeast ever for surfing or otherwise. And uh, a trip to explore that proud, vibrant scene is long overdue. That was the original plan, like I say. Then I noticed on Instagram that Sal and Tom, her husband, were going to be in Croyd running one of the camps at the same time that I'd be down there on my pre-Wales post-lockdown trip. Serendipity ahoy! So we arranged to catch up for a chat. This was only my third in-person podcast since August 2020 and I'd forgotten how much more of a laugh it is to do them in person, to be, on to be honest. And what followed, yeah, really lovely chat about all things yonder and Sal's life in surfing and Sal's life generally. I do think that Sal's approach to surfing is going to resonate with a lot of people, especially the way that her and Tom have worked hard to build yonder based upon their values and the desire to create a genuinely inclusive community, which is pretty much what we talked about. I'll be back at the end for more of the same, but in the meantime, here's me and Sal, surf yonder. Enjoy. Say something. Hello. I used to be like that. Okay. So yeah. That close. Yeah, yeah. So I can. Okay, so I so keep I'll talking. Work. Keep going. Sat in the van. Sat in <laughs> the van. Well, uh, I'm interested. The guy was brought out on a stretcher at the wave because they, I overheard the lifeguards all saying, "God, we've had so many injuries." When we this, were there. When we when we arrived since they'd opened in April or whenever it was, I don't know. When, right. When they'll have opened. So just I'm intrigued. Bit, it has to be like right in front of you. Intrigued yeah. about there. There we go, yeah. yeah okay, cool. you have to keep reminding me. Yeah, yeah. I'll try all not good. to. All good. <laughs> so when were you there? So you, you went on the way here to the way? Yeah, it was Sunday. We we kind of always plan. We always stop off in Bristol. We always have done coming down here. And now obviously the wave's there. It's like a kind of a nice opportunity Perfect to staging. get in. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but we arrived and it just all seemed a little bit manic, didn't it? And there was an ambulance coming and... uh, Right. Yeah. um, Yeah, I don't know what happened, but someone had had a cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated. So I think he had a... um, 
long-standing like condition sure so something had triggered it yeah but yeah what yeah i don't know we just saw um somebody getting cat like carried out i think he was all right like leg i don't, I don't really know like i'm intrigued because it, like... it was one of them where we you didn't want to really look too closely yeah, like you don't want to seem like and everyone yeah. looks quite stressed but i guess yeah, they've got yeah. that many people going through it haven't they yeah, that yeah. They've you're gonna started get a few you're gonna get a few incidents, aren't you really? They've started doing that um that thing that you have to do beforehand now. I don't know if you'd watched it the video. They say you have to watch this video now and like right. say and sign off and you obviously didn't do that, did you? No, because they're like um, <laughs> They know that before? you're all right, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's it I mean I really like it because it for me, like I'm I mean, I'm a very average intermediate surfer. Like came to surfing like really late. I mean, I started surfing when I was like 21, maybe. Okay, yeah. You know, I started yeah, skateboarding, yeah. then I started snowboarding, yeah, then I started yeah. surfing last. Surfing like, last yeah, yeah. So I'm still shit, basically. So for, for me, it's, it is great yeah. to be able to like actually think about what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Well, even like identify what I'm doing wrong, to be honest. I think that's the same for everyone there. I yeah. don't think it doesn't matter. Like I'd say we're probably at a very similar t- similar level and I exactly the same. We never have consistency, yeah. like, especially where we live. And like, where I surf as well. Yeah. yeah. You have like a day and then by the time that day is done, you'll not be able to practice for want of a better exactly, word or yeah. repeat that. And I've again. got like <laughs> such bad snowboard habits. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> wide knees yeah i've got a lot of girls coming through and i'm yeah. like what's going on there it's and then just, they say it's definitely snowboard, a snowboard yeah. thing and like really static arms as well yeah i was talking to a friend about that and that's what i really noticed that's interesting. when i saw the footage of me from the wave like my arms are really static right. and i think in snowboarding that's that's like a point of good style do you know what i mean okay and, and right. you kind of like because you can do it all with your hips snowboarding yeah, essentially yeah. you do obviously lead with your shoulders but because you've got so much momentum because you're on a mountain yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. you don't need to be dynamic with your arms really yeah, yeah. so it's it's just quite funny so when when i saw a footage of myself the other day i was like all oh, right yeah like I, no wonder i'm struggling to sort of get round properly you know sometimes because yeah. i'm actually not really doing anything you know? yeah but then there's like i don't know i think we look to like style gurus like Joel Tudor and all that lot, and they don't really move their arms as much, but probably more than snowboarding. I can't really comment too much, yeah, but I no, like but the fact that it's very chill with the arms and the big swinging the arms around. I'm not really too keen. Well, on we watched Torrin Martin that. last night. Yeah, everyone but was, he's pretty chill. Everyone with his was arms. geeking out on that, and I mean, he's yeah. But it's just funny, isn't it? The how they tra- how the how the styles translate because it yeah. is definitely definitely different. And I think if you snowboard to actually work out a decent style on a surfboard is, is quite hard really mm. but i mean for me it's brilliant like I, I actually did definitely like i think it was probably the first turn i've ever done where i actually used my rail properly the okay, other day. Yeah, you know what i mean i yeah, can actually see my rail it, going yeah. and like all oh, right fuck that's what you meant to that's do that's good yeah gives you the chance yeah i definitely um i had i had about three days down there the last time we came down and oh my god i, I met my friend emma she came down as well and we were just pu- absolutely humiliated i think on one session we were both just like, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah, I think we went straight into well. the expert because that's all we could get onto on the left. And we're like, oh, we'll be all right. Yeah. You know, we're used to like pretty critical waves at where we are. We didn't listen to the guy properly. You really have to know where to be and to follow the markers. We were like trying to treat it like a wave we would back home. Yeah. We just saw like dings on noses. It was really bad. But then I went back. After a week, I think we'd been down here a week, and I went back. I went on the right on the expert, and I, yeah, I listened, and it just all clicked. I was like, yeah, this is really good. Yeah, it, it really, sense. it really kind of shows you pop up as well, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like any little, 
sort of technique yeah. kind of discrepancy you've got or like problem it really it really brings yeah. it out doesn't it yeah so well, do you so you're down here doing a camp with yonder yeah and so how often do you do these so when well, we've been doing them since 2018 um and we would start doing them we'd do them two in like may which is now and two in autumn so we do spring and autumn down here so like either beginners or improvers usually a beginner and then an intermediate so four times in a year and then we do up in Scarborough as well so like match the same in Scarborough um we've done them in Wales and then we were starting to do them in Morocco just for a bit more like consistency and stuff right but yeah um that's the idea behind them we kind of started the camps as a way kind of linking with I guess the bigger picture of yonder we we'd see other camps going on where it was I don't know set times we'd surf at this time we'd surf at that time and I don't know like hot tub however I really like the idea of a hot tub increasingly <laughs> now actually we used to be like we don't need hot tubs especially we're going to camp this, especially the weather we yeah, down yeah. here this weekend exactly we're going to like do it exactly as we do it in vans in tents and like if it's a dawny that we need to do because that's when it's working, you yeah. know, that's why that's what we'll do. If it's like an evening surf, if because the winds have dropped, that's what we'll do. And that is exactly what we still do to this day. Um, but yeah, that's the idea. It's like we're just bringing girls along, often from the northeast, introducing them to other spots. We don't have specific places. It's literally as we would surf. You know, yeah. where's the best spot? So we'd be going to Putzburg with them this afternoon yeah. for sure. And um, and then, yeah, we've, we've developed a bit. We've got a really nice big bell tent now with a wood burner because we were like <laughs> the first camp. I think the girls had left, but the tent blew over the hedge. We were like, oh, my God, that we were in the communal area. It wasn't very sturdy. So we've right. just got a little bit more dialed. And, yeah, we just watch surf films, do photo analysis, feedback, eat good food. Yeah, that's it, really. Just super, super chill. And yeah, you get the same, is it a good, like, sort of repeat group that come back because it looks like you've got a pretty loyal community that's one of the things i've really found interesting about what you guys are doing it's obviously like really community based yeah and which seems because you mentioned like the ethos of it which also really comes across yeah, so is that is that kind know. of the, the the thinking behind this to sort of like this community that you've created to sort of give them you know keep giving them opportunities to sort of experience surf culture in the way that you experience it because that seems to be what the whole point of it is right i think that's really good to know that you've kind of yeah you've hit on that and it seems to be kind of um coming across yeah that's exactly what the aim always was we didn't so setting up yonder i wouldn't say we are a surf school that's sometimes it's easy to say that to, but it, it really that's not what we are it was it was to to introduce women girls um into kind of the surf i don't know into the culture of it explain it things a little bit deeper and then be able to it's not just one lesson and you you, you know you're done and in fact on most of my lessons i say like i don't class standing up as it sounds possibly a bit cheesy sometimes but as as like the aim of surfing in my opinion is not ultimately we all want to stand up but that's not what it's all about it's understanding and reading waves understanding how things work learning about the tides learning about the winds learning how to find shelter um and it's not about getting loads and loads and loads of more people into surfing i mean that's great brilliant but it's about really helping people who want to you know develop in surfing and have like developed skills and feel more confident and become independent it's really about that and so they can come back and, and they do come back we always have like a lot of 
repeat and then we introduce them to each other like I spot you know girls that are at a similar stage and they seem like they'd get on really well and I like ask if they want to make contact and you know I put them in touch with each other and then they connect with other girls and so there's like little communities developing around it which is really nice and yeah you can see it for sure yeah you can see good. that the the community that's kind of grown with it because yeah. I think when you're a beginner you've got so many like you say everybody just think all they want to do is stand up yeah. but ultimately surfing's a, there's a, especially when you're a beginner there's just a lot of decision making involved isn't there like yeah. you just reeled off loads like you know what's the wind doing like where should I go what's the right time and when you're a beginner you don't think of any of that do you no, and, you, and you learn all that the hard way because yeah. you rock up somewhere and you start pissing yeah. people off and, yeah. you know all, all that stuff which I'm sure we'll get into because yeah. it's a bit of a hot topic at the minute but like yeah. I think if you approach like when you're teaching people with that kind of idea like of giving them the whole picture it, it's, it's going to help isn't it really yeah it's, it's quite impenetrable isn't it surfing? it is it's really hard we were saying that like even with because i've got a friend who runs like um girls skirt skate northeast and they like have little iphones and they can just take little iPhones. they have iphones and they can just take little clips of each other and like on repeat and then go the next day on repeat because like unless it's been raining or you you know if you've got somewhere indoors you can just practice that over and over and over again and surfing you really don't have that opportunity unless you live somewhere where it's so consistent um or yeah so you need it's really important to have that to share like to be able to share it with someone but a couple of the girls who were on the session yesterday they just said to us when it kind of when they you know at the end we really never knew how we would ever start to think about going down the line and a lot of girls have always called it turning and i'm like down to just go like in trim down the line absolutely just had no idea of the concept of how that would ever happen and where we would ever how we'd ever do that but because it was obviously raining for like two days, we just sat and we just gave them, the, like we just did everything that we would do. We sat and watched Single Fin Yellow. We sat and watched like One California Day. And they're like, we've never just sat and watched surfing before. We've watched a million pop-up YouTube, yeah, like whatever's. And, but we've never sat and like watched accessible, I mean, those kind of, those kind of like films, classics. They're just really... Maybe not accessible because you're in California. Yeah, but, but like, in terms of like the standard exactly and, and the, the approachability surfing, yeah. of it and, you know, what yeah. the attainability of it, I think, yeah, is yeah. important, isn't it? Because you watch those films, yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah, right, yeah. that's not a million miles from exactly. what I'm trying to, get, trying to do. Exactly. And you could see when they went out after watching all those things, you could see them thinking about that for the first time ever. And obviously I like combine my teaching with that style and that idea and ethos as well, explaining like it's not... A, it's not a pop-up, you're not lugging your entire body up, it's timing on the wave to take that drop that will help your pop-up. So it doesn't matter if you're like 55 years old with hip issues, if you time it properly on the wave, you're going to be able to stand up. So like, it's 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 just all that, that we've put into it. You know, it's not just me, this is my, my husband Tom, very involved in, in Yonder and, and like, yeah, having this kind of approach to it. But yeah, it's really nice to see see things and people develop and really get a bug for it. Yeah. yeah and is is like demystifying the you know the kind of code of surfing has that always been like part of it like in a responsible way because that's because obviously i can you know you do need to do it in a responsible way like if because obviously there's a lot of newcomers coming in and you know you guys are kind of quite involved with the beginner and like yeah. learner community and yeah. you know obviously yeah clearly there's got to be responsible elements to that but so often with it it's a bit like you'll learn the rules which are very difficult to learn and if you don't learn them then you're at fault do you yeah, know what I mean like yeah. you have to it's almost like people relish the fact that it's hard for beginners sometimes to, to orientate themselves in surfing and then hope that they won't 
carry on almost well i just i just think it's quite refreshing to see the way you guys are doing it which is about just making it as accessible as possible with with all the kind of unwritten rules yeah. and the codes and the etiquette yeah, but in a way that is like quite responsible as well do yeah. you know what i mean because yeah it's quite rare really i mean i've got friends in brighton who have started who are like basically middle-aged mums really yeah you know they've all started in lockdown they've all bought foamies they're all absolutely stoked on it they absolutely love it they don't know anything about ties don't know anything <laughs> about winds they don't watch the surf film in yeah, life yeah. and they don't know anything about etiquette yeah and when i sort of see their approach to surf culture yeah it's it is a culture clash yeah because they don't know anything about it yeah. you know and, and there's no one really telling them yeah like what so you guys seem to have a good balance of kind of making it accessible you know has that always been quite conscious and and fun oh yeah it really has i can kind of like hearing you say that i really like that in many ways because they haven't got caught up or hung up in all the that part of it however at some point they're they're likely to want to progress and they're likely to want to like i call it you know go out back but sit in the middle zone which is the worst place to be um and possibly get into into bother i think we did this an etiquette session and and one of the girls says can't we just rewrite etiquette because it's not fun and i was like well you say this now but it's it's about safety it's not about someone thinking they're they're better than you and that's why they deserve to get that way it's about it really is like the highway code like we're out at sea all together i I completely agree so one day they're gonna they're gonna want to have that but yeah from for myself the approach i I come from a a teaching and mentoring background like i've always i've always done that before i became a surf instructor and i think as um as a surfer who does really think about this kind of stuff i could never teach a lesson without explaining etiquette I, i just talk all the time to the girls it's not just this is how we stand up let's go it's talking about what's going on, what they're doing. Say hi, like you know, we say hi to people in the water. We, you know, with small numbers, really small numbers, like four, five max. Um, but yeah, constantly talking to them about this kind of stuff because I think it's fascinating as well. And I think it's like a if you start and learn that early on, you don't see it as being so a negative thing. You just realise actually it's it's there to kind of help. It can be a bit daunting, especially the etiquette issue. I think some people get hung up on that a little well, it's bit. Which is lots to learn, isn't there? Yeah, a End lot of the to day. Learn, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to take on board. Yeah. And when you concentrate on trying to catch a wave, you yeah. know, you, especially when you're beginning, you're not. You're not oh, thinking, no one even looks. You're not thinking yeah. about who's around or no, what's no. going on. No. So I think, and and like you say, when you start to press, you start getting a lot of shit for that. Yeah. And, and no one's really saying, explaining why you're getting mm. shit. Mm. So yeah. it's it's important, I think, to kind of do it this way. Yeah, I think I had um, one of the one of the girls who. I know she's contacted me because she said she spoke to you. She's called Laura. Um, Laura Connor, she's a few raves about you, but she met, she contacted me recently. In fact, she's coming on a camp today. Um, and she was getting going out back by herself. You know, we've we've gone taught a few lessons and then she was ready to start going out back and she just said she was getting really frustrated. She was just like not catching waves, sitting on the shoulder, so not sitting on the peak not catching waves and then she was just like right I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna go for one and she says I nearly dropped in on someone and then I realized right I'm pulled back and I didn't but I said I'm sorry to the guy or whatever and then she just said that he spent the rest of that session then because she'd shown just a slight understanding of ethics or that she cared about it and he just like I mean it's the same it's a he or whatever but he brought her into the the mix then into the 
onto the peak yeah and they just spent the rest of the surf set like the session just surfing together and she's one of the best surfs ever and i just say that to all of them the girls like your surf count will go down like everybody's does mine does everybody's does just treat surfing as something completely different at that point and sit and watch and learn and like enter the mix lads you know girls whoever if you're at that point just spend a bit of time just appreciating surfing in a different sense we all have to do it i mean it's a bit high and mighty to sit here because i want waves as well like everyone does but yeah, it's been, I've had some nice like responses back from that. Yeah. Sense. So what, so that you said you've got like a teaching and mentoring background. So what, what, what's the story there then? Is that what you originally started doing for, for work or? Yeah, well the mentoring, so f- God, for about like eight, eight years I used to work for the Red Cross and the Refugee Council. So I used to work with destitute asylum seekers mainly. Um, and so a lot of that would be like, holistic approach to like anything from like um food to like the vouchers to housing and it'd be it would be myself you know and other advisors going out just working a lot with people and a lot with mental health even though I wasn't like trained in that area specifically but it was like yeah really holistic approach to like what's going on in, in an individual's life um and then after that I would start working I was started working in a school and I had like 60 a cohort of 16 year olds that I would work with um and that was their yeah the mentoring side of things from like what's going on in the home life to like trying to get them into school trying to get them um where they're going to go after school what they're going to do kind of thing so yeah I've, I've just, yeah that's that's my right. background there really, and was that so. something from when you were a kid because obviously that's quite a particular thing to get into especially like the red cross work red is. cross work yeah so I, I did I studied I studied politics at university but I studied politics. I'm from, I'm from, I keep saying my background is, but like as a kid growing up, I was very much into punk DIY, like DIY sure. punk scene and like the ethics behind like, you know, like I think it's really common now, isn't it? But like veganism, animal rights, yeah. like um, environmental we, Did you grow up issues. in the 80s? Yeah, 80s. Yeah, so because so. I grew up in the 80s as well and that was alternative counterculture wasn't it yeah essentially oh yeah absolutely especially where you're from obviously which has such a history of political activism yeah and you know kind of i imagine i'm kind of guessing a bit but i imagine pretty fertile ground for that kind of mindset as a teenager like because of the the kind of political backstory and yeah from from the north yeah yeah Yeah, definitely i mean billy bragg's like a big a big uh you know idol of ours and he's always talking politics the songs that i would listen to would all be really politically um yeah motivated it was like a, i would constantly be thinking about what's going on around me and like thinking about small choices small decisions yeah um i can't remember where we're going with this well it's why just, I'm I, just, all the politics of well i'm just interested in, in the background really because because yeah. you know what i can see because you mentioned you made the connection between the approach that you've got now yeah. with that with that background so i'm just quite interested yeah. in sort of where that came from because again it does come across like the the the, the res- i i used the word responsible before but it's kind of all part of it isn't it yeah. you know like looking at it and giving Conscious, people yeah. consciously giving people skills yeah. and like so that that's what i'm interested in and, yeah and you know when you mentioned that because i i kind of grew up as quite a similar kid like you know quite engaged yeah quite political and i think when growing up like that was quite it wasn't that common i don't think oh no it was definitely like a a A subculture cultural thing yeah 
and I loved that part of it as well. To be yeah. honest with you, I mean, you'd have the hard, where you the got hard your aspects, identity but from, wasn't yeah. it? As a teenager, it certainly yeah. was for me. You know, for sure. To this day, like my, you know, absolute best friends, the people that we, you know, yeah, spend a lot of our time with are from from that era in my life as well. It was really, really special, really, really unique. And we have, like, surfing wasn't because I came to surfing probably by like eighteen. And then really like a similar to you, like 20, 21. Um, and so like I did I don't find surfing really like that in the UK in many ways. No, it's not at all. No. Which is another reason why it's interesting. Yeah. So like our approach with Yonder and the kind of the, the brand aspect and also the surf school aspect was very much that we do not feel represented by the surfing industry and the things that we love about surfing. Often we do often look to that counterculture part of it, the California side of like surfing that you know I was referring to before, like the Joel Tudors, the Devon Howards, you know the that kind of we look we look to that that kind of part of surfing as a bit more of an inspiration, and then we see what we see in the UK and where we've where we've surfed. I mean, there's a um, Steve Crawford who runs Fluid Concept in Scarborough, huge inspiration for us because he's like. A, I don't know if you'd appreciate me saying this, but I'd class him as like an old like hippie punk who was like exactly the same, like into his into his uh his punk rock and like putting on small events and stuff. And he was a massive inspiration for us and we felt a real connection to him. Um and that's exactly what we've wanted to do with Yonder, you know, we put on events the same way we used to put on gigs. I used to put on gigs as a as a kid. We we make our own clothes because that's what we wanna see and what we yeah. want, you know feel it like represents us better and the fact that I wasn't seeing women in the water yes there, there were women in the water don't get me wrong there always have been the odd the odd girl that we'd see but you'd he'd hear about this 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 girl that surfed somewhere and I was really interested in that but I was found that quite strange that we didn't have more not strange because it's kind of obvious as well why but I would I just wanted to see more of it basically and you know together we did so um yeah so that was like also bringing in that part of it as well and being really conscious with how we did that and making sure that people were empowered um, to do it right and respectfully. And that's why the school's small. We don't want the school to be huge, yeah. you, you know, because you can't crowd beaches with big schools. I, I don't feel like I can do that. I wouldn't yeah. want to do that. Um, well, it's that responsibility it, thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. We, we, we know we'll never make a lot of money doing this. We were laughing about it. We know we'll never make a lot of money doing this, but we'll... You know, we'll we'll feel we're doing the right thing, and well, it makes it sense right. in that DIY punk. You know, doing it yourself. Yeah. Creating your own badges, stickers, yeah. like, and then it becoming a thing. You know, that yeah. make, makes complete sense. But you made an interesting point. You said it's it's obvious why there weren't a lot of women. Like, but what? So what? Why is it obvious? What do you mean by that? Yeah. Well, it's very. I feel like. It's a hard one where to start with this. I, lucky, I'm not sure lucky is the right word, but I have been brought up to not necessarily worry or concern myself as to whether there were other women around doing things. I've got like br older brothers, um, my family were all into rugby and I just got dragged into doing that as well. And I just never really thought or cared and the lads that I've surfed with from either the East Coast or the North East Coast have always been really great, a lot of them anyway, really great, really welcoming, brilliant um, to surf with. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know why actually there's not been 
I don't I really don't know because you head down to like Cornwall and Devon and there's a lot more women um surfing a lot more women out back because we do get girls definitely you know in the white water on the beaches and increasingly now like we're seeing girls out back or at the mock there's only ever really three maximum two at like more critical spots up you sure. know where we live yeah y- y- if you see one of her it's like oh cool why is that the case i don't know i don't know maybe it's just women and the representation of women in surfing in general is not really is not really a match for the northeast coast or even the uk really is it like even when we were down in cornwall last autumn i was just looking at all the shops and they're just women holding shortboards in bikinis and that's actually not a representation of what is actually in front you know you, the girls walking past are, are wearing wetsuits carrying like I don't know, eggs or longboards yeah. or whatever. So that there's missing a trick in the mainstream media. No, I keep saying mainstream media, sorry, the um the brands, the main brands. Yeah. Yeah. They're not getting it. Um so why would a girl feel that they could surf on their coastline unless they see representation and it's just never existed. Do you think it's changing? Yeah, definitely. It really is changing. Like it was I feel like I do feel like with Yonder we're at the forefront of it, but it was also we were seeing that changing as well. So it's not like we feel like we've do, we you know we're tiny. We haven't triggered that at all, but we have. We've been part of that. But at the same time, things are changing. You've got stuff happening down here. You've got stuff happening like all over really, like wet, like cold water surfing in general as well with wetsuits and accepting yeah. that more. Yeah, because like the last kind of eight years. Yeah, it's been happening been, slowly. Been this hasn't bit of a it? shift. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so again, like I would say probably only, I don't know, the past four, three or four years, do you think up by us with women, women, more women in? Um, sorry, I'm just asking my other half here. But yeah, we're just seeing like, you, you, girls say to us now, like there are so many girls in Tynemouth now surfing, which is where, where we live. <clears throat> and it is really, really lovely to see. And I think just representation is just getting better. Another thing we want to do with Yonder and, and have always like aimed to do is, you know, document it more. As much as I don't necessarily like being in front of a lens myself, to be yeah. honest, like I do feel like if people and girls and lads, you know, see more representation of the reflect, you know, themselves reflected in, you know, little edits and, and what have you, then they're going to feel like, oh, I can, I can actually do that. Yeah, the, yeah, you yeah. know, the young'uns are going to, see that and not feel like oh i you know i can't be i can't be a surfer because you know it's got to be warm and i've got to like look a certain way yeah so yeah maybe. and, and you, you know you mentioned you were quite determined and kind of you said you were lucky enough to be brought up in an environment as you put it that that you didn't really feel that it wasn't for you mm. but were there points when you started surfing where you kind of noticed it that where you might you know my question i guess is like have you created young yonder and the, and the experience that you try to give people as a as a way of like things that were lacking when you were in that position um yes and no like I, I said I do feel I do feel lucky in in the sense that I was never encouraged to question things like that it's a bad thing to question either but um I was kind of forced to to, to just kind of yeah, do all the things that everyone around us was doing. It's a shame that to say that do all the things that my brothers were doing because I think at a young age a lot of young girls do do that anyway. But there just reaches a point in your life where 
again representation on tv and of how women are supposed to be and supposed to behave like even to this day as like a mum I, I definitely feel like the way I behave and the things I do are not very um aligned with being the classic yeah. image well, of it's, a, it's relentless a, isn't it um, a responsible mother I yeah. mean, it's, it's relentless for everybody but it's particularly relentless for, for young women isn't it I, I think, think so because definitely. you I mean yeah the the way that society is kind of <laughs> set up for you mm. is very specific let's put it that way yeah and if you don't want to conform to that yeah i'm obviously i'm a man so mm. i'm kind of extrapolating a bit from what you're saying and from what from what i know but it doesn't look like it's that easy no you know? and especially to bring it back to what we're talking about when you've got if you look at the specific case of surfing mm. these very particular representations of what surfing means for mm -hmm. a young woman mm -hmm. you know like that's quite hard to find your place in that isn't it i guess yeah I mean, just thinking then, like I had, I used to have, because I was quite active kid, I'd have a, a like 14, 15 year old at that age when everything gets really, you know, difficult and, and you know, awkward. Um, I'd have like bruised legs and then we'd be going out and I'd just be like looking like the, the weird bruised girl who, you know, but it's like, I just made, I remember like, remember laying in this sounds really weird but laying in bed one night and just thinking like what do I want to do do I want to keep doing the things I love doing and like be the way I am and look maybe the way I am or do I want to like conform and wear wear pretty dresses and you know that we can still do that as well it's always feels like, but do I want to do that or do I want to just like just still enjoy the things I do and just like crack on with it and not worry too much about these pressures and I did make that decision definitely so it was a conscious decision yeah and you remember yeah that? oh I do I really remember it right. specifically things like boyfriends you know the at that age just specifically at that age they're like and it might all just be internalized in your head of what's expected you expected to be like expected expected to behave like but when most people are and then you make the decision active decision to not because you're going to just carry on doing the things you love more than and I do, I would, I wonder how many girls make that decision and it'd be re it's really nice to try and open it up and to like open up an environment where they can meet others because we're working with quite a lot of 15 year olds like um, well 12 to 15 now where hopefully they don't drop out of that because they realise it's something that they can keep doing and keep loving and there's others around them and it's supporting them and so yeah in that sense I think that is really nice to have at that age I think mothers um, once you've had a kid you feel like well a lot of the time I really hate talking on behalf of all women like I'm not doing that but a lot of the times I do get I do get this from you know mums who think well, I've got no time how can I possibly pick something up for the first time yet it's something I've always wanted to do we're really trying to create that environment like the girls that you've spoke about down in Brighton the women that yeah um really trying to create that environment for them where they you know they can actually do that now and be with others and be supported and actually not just to be a splash about as well yeah. if they want to then progress they you know they've got every opportunity and every reason to do that so yes in a very long-winded i have a terrible habit of being like that but so long-winded way of People saying are used, to it on a, <laughs> used to me yeah <laughs> we are trying basically yes to do that i have i was really really welcomed by um i would hate for anyone that i've surfed with for over the years to think that i didn't feel welcomed you definitely do stick out a little bit and you do feel the extra pressure on that peak to make that drop because then if you don't like anyone really it's like back of the queue but then you've you know the pressure's on and yeah. i think paddling out you know, anywhere I've paddled out, there's there's always been, as much as we say, there's lots of women in surfing. Whenever, whenever I've surfed, you know, surfed, a, you know, a lot of places, um, 
abroad and at home there's so few women you do just stick out and at home now I don't have that pressure anymore at all because it's just like I'm just there and it's just normal but when you're starting out yes but I think lads would feel that too when they're first like entering somewhere but at least you don't feel like you're the yeah you're the yeah, only I think, I think it is gender it is a thing for sure it just is with surfing yeah. but you do you know I think that you can't deny that the general culture is geared more towards men yeah. I mean you just can't deny that no. even by the way that women are represented is essentially aimed at men really yeah. I don't oh know, yeah I don't no. Know that's a controversial no, no. thing no, no. to say no I don't think I mean and it is changing clearly um but you're right like yeah I mean personally like I'm I'm not certainly not getting my elbows out and you know pushing people out of the way to no. get to the peak you know it's just not who I am as a person yeah, you know yeah, like exactly. so and and it is an old cliche to describe it as Darwinian and mm. survival of the fittest and all that, but it but it kind of is. And if you if you if you put more barriers in front of people, mm. then it becomes necessarily even harder for them. I mean, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah. know, like whether they're kind of depictions in the media mm. or like you know just being told it's not for you yeah. generally. Yeah, yeah. Culturally, interesting. Like like a lot. A lot of the girls that I'm teaching, when I say to them, like, explain, like, what's going on when you see people out back. Because I'm talking like I'm, you know, introducing people to surfing that have, you know, not really thought about it as much. But, you know, I say little things like they're not all just sat in a huddle because they're all friends. (laughs) In fact, it's probably the opposite. They're all sat in a huddle um, competing for that peak. So when you're sitting on the shoulder waiting for someone to not, you're you're basically very unlikely to get a wave sat there so you're gonna really have to start entering that mix and the thought of that is just not something that they want to do often not always because obviously like I said there's you know a lot of women who are more than happy to be on that peak but I guess people come to me and yonder and you know ourselves for a reason that is just the last thing they want to start thinking about doing so it's really it's really interesting the competitive element is not as strong with a lot of the girls that i'm teaching and yeah that's you know well and i think good surfers let's be honest like you use that to try and keep it exclusive mm-hmm. i mean i think again i think that is not that that's the thing that gets me about a lot of the etiquette and, and i'm not going to use localism because i think they're obviously two very distinct yeah. things i think we just talk about etiquette which is a universal thing obviously like there's no doubt people use it to, to keep beginners away. There's mm. just no doubt about that. And and I think your analogy of the highway code is, is one I actually use quite a lot as well because, you know, when you teach people to drive and they make a mistake, you don't start screaming at them. Yeah. You just tell them what they've done wrong yeah. so they don't do it again. And that is clearly not what happens in mm. surfing at all. And I think good good surfers in spots definitely play on that to mm. keep it keep it to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and I find the current situation we've got particularly in the uk where there is this huge influx of people who don't understand all that and also mm. don't care which is yeah. great you know when i think of my friends in brighton that i'm talking about they just genuinely don't give a shit you know so what, what do you mean they, what? like they they don't they they think it's all they're at the point they just think it's all stupid really right you know they think it's all like what like you know they're still at the quite naive point of oh so it's a nice place to be you know well yeah. we're just getting waves what's the big deal yeah, and like you yeah. say once you get to that point where you start taking it a bit more seriously you can't avoid yeah. that discussion yeah you really can't and then it's how they've been equipped yeah to, to sort of to deal with that reality you know the truth is though you can have 
a really a really you really can have a really fun session if everyone just like if everyone did just stick to that yeah like because you can and we've had the most amazing sessions where everyone's just sharing waves in fact i had it a works. session it's fine i had a session at a pretty I said like, what to refer to them as. like let's say a glamour a glamour spot in the northeast that a lot of people love love visiting, um, and it maybe wasn't on one of those you know classic classics. Yeah, there was a lot of us in that in the water, and every single one of us caught as many waves as we needed to, and we were the etiquette was beautiful. It was so lovely, um, but the, we were just saying one one person enters that mix and wants to change crowd. it <laughs> and wants to change it then everyone has to change yeah. it and it's just really it's it's really interesting to know because I, even i was surprised at how all of us managed to get exactly what we needed to for you know our fix <laughs> yeah to get but everyone was happy and everyone managed to do that as well and we were all commenting about it but yeah how it can the, quickly the, turn the difference in you know even yesterday we surfed Saunton and it was it was it was actually fair size on the sets but it's howling on shore like yeah, pretty shit yeah. so it was one of them where everyone's expectation was really quite low yeah initially it's like six was out yeah everyone was sharing waves great same thing two guys came out like stop mm -hmm. palling around everyone yeah, just yeah. instantly became like really tense because then know? you have to if you're going to get one you have yeah to so then it, it becomes really competitive and yeah. you know it's it's incredible isn't it because they could have just join the queue and, yeah yeah you know been fine yeah it's interesting yeah. but do you do you think because I'm, I'm beginning to think almost like there is it's going to be interesting to see what happens in a couple of years with surfing mm. because i don't think the popularity is going anywhere mm -mm. and i also don't think the old school approach of dealing with that popularity is, is working very well personally i think your approach has obviously got to be the way forward mm. like where you just empower people rather than exclude them you know <laughs> we talk about we talk about this a, a bit because it's pretty tough where we are there's some great 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 people who've surfed there for many many years who are really really welcoming and brilliant but then there are like the old guard god i'll get myself into trouble here some of the old guard who are just like so miserable so unbelievably miserable and <laughs> like mean and um we had a situation about five of us like really not that great a day you know no one cares we've all had a you know, we're all coming from work. We've had kids. We're all tired. You know, we just want to get our fix and have a bit of fun. And this person just kept dropping in on everyone, dropping in, dropping in. I've surfed here 30 years. Come back, talk to me when you can surf. You know, you can actually surf. And um, Which like, would be the old school approach, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we all recognise. And then, unfortunately for that guy, there was like the rest of us were all like really chill and smiling and happy and talking, and no one really cared that much. And uh, he just had to apologise in the end because it was probably just a bit embarrassing, actually. But also, that person is just. I'm not even going to comment on the rightness or wrongness of that. Mm. Then that's not going to work for him. No, like, that, it just didn't. That, that didn't is not work. going to work. You know, no. Fundamentally, like where I surf, there's loads of people that are like similar position, um, and really pissed off by how busy mm. is, and they're doing mm. the same thing. They're like, we're just going to drop in on people, mm. like, and I'm like, you're just putting your finger in the dam. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, even yeah. if everybody did that, mm. you're not going to stop. Like mm -hmm. my group of twenty mm -hmm. mum mates yeah, who want to yeah. surf, they're going to keep coming. Yeah, you know, yeah. like so at some point when do you look at it and go mm, that's probably not working mm, so it's what? not good for your soul either well, it's is not it? good for your stress levels no. either but i do think that sometimes i'm like 
Really? You, it's really... You can't... Are you having fun in the sea anymore? But there'll be, there'll be people listening to this that think this is like incredibly naive and... Of us. You know, and, and be like... <laughs> Probably. You know, what... But I, I kind of do think there is a bit of a... There's, there's a there's something on the horizon you know it's going to mm. be the olympics like mm. it's gonna it's gonna be if you think it's bad now mm. in in two years it's gonna be crazy i think that's it i think so what do you do about it you yeah. can't just keep arguing with people and shouting at people you've got there's got to be a, there's got to be a different way surely i don't know i don't know what the, i don't know what people are going to do sometimes like for myself like i i i don't think any of us do really like surfing with lots of people like, I, I don't really i like to go i like places that are quiet i just go try and find places that are quiet i think social media as well like you know we have the same people who are yelling and saying you shouldn't be surfing here locals only but then they they put the pictures out in card magazine with them surfing there and you're like well (laughs) do you know what don't do that if you're that bothered like i've you know a relatively small following on um social media tom gets pictures of us because he's a photographer i won't let him put them on there I, d- yeah. I don't want that picture on there because i enjoy surfing that spot way too much way more than i want that picture yeah. going anywhere and no, just no make that ad- decision no yeah. one's advocating a free-for-all yeah. it's just all it's just more like well how do you yeah i just think it's kind of not the old the old way is getting well, a bit found out yeah it? yeah oh you mean like yeah I get especially in the uk be. because it's it's obviously completely different when you've got waves of like consequence mm. and you know if you don't follow the rules like oh, yeah, then, then there's there's yeah. actual issues like yeah. it, but over here where it's like a lot friendlier mm. and it is more about just regulating fairness really mm. yeah i don't know a lot a lot of the places over here yeah we do we do obviously on you know the east coast and like on the north north coast we do have those critical waves where you just have to have you yeah. have to have that etiquette it's really dangerous of course to not so we still do have that but yeah i i agree with you like there's no it there's no there's no necessarily stopping the fact that people are going to want it but i think talking about talking about it and realizing that you really can have like days where you can have the waves that you want without getting so stressed and unhappy yeah. with everybody around you and shouting at everyone yeah yeah but so how did you get into it originally, <laughs> surfing? Well, I'm from Bradford, so <laughs> how did I get into yeah, surfing? Yeah, because that, that's, that's what I thought, yeah. you're not from the coast, are no, you? No, no. Um, so again, like I think like a lot of people, um, well, maybe not, but I was obsessed with all the endless summers growing up, you know, yeah. like I said, into like the surf, uh, skate culture, BMX culture, um, that kind of sub subculture, which I always associated with surfing, um, even though I really like to see that's not really what mainstream surfing in the UK is like, but um, so it really appealed to me. Um, so yeah, I was I, I started um, heading to Scarborough um, about eighteen. I also did the classic, went to Australia and right. surfed Port in Australia. Shortboard. <laughs> really r- ripped out there, yeah. not at all. Um, but then yeah, realised that I could surf on on my own coast, and so I would just spend a lot of time um, heading there by myself, totally you know clueless, not you know not really knowing what the heck I was doing. I'm sure. Um, and then I met Tom, who we were at a similar stage, weren't we? And we both just basically from then on, it's just always we've just had a, we've had a van for the past fifteen, sixteen years, and we've always just like from then on, we just surfed like yeah. constantly. Med- it's just basically taken over everything, every decision we make, everything we 
everything we do has been around surfing. I think you just get that that you hooked in, don't you, yeah. to it? And um, that's what hap- certainly happened with myself and Tom. And we've lived lived by the sea now for the past like thirteen years. So, yeah. And when did Yonder then? When did you have the idea? So Yonder um, came about really. Yonder is just myself and Tom and our little boy Bill, who gets dragged along mm. everywhere with us. How um, Bill? He's three. So oh. it started out when um, j- just after I'd had Billy. The thought for it was while I was pregnant with him because I was working in a school. Myself and Tom had done a big motorbike surf trip um, the year before, or two, the year before we had Bill, maybe two years before we had Billy, um, and so we'd quit our jobs that we were like our responsible jobs, um, came back to the UK, got a little job in a school working part time, surf instructing part time, and then I realised when I was pregnant with Billy, like a lot of um, families and you know mums do, that it's going to be really hard once I have him to like figure out how on earth I'm going to pay for childcare, how I'm going to work, how I'm going to survive. So actually taking that step to do something that I thought about doing for a long time, right. which was working with women in surfing and like thinking about having our own like, you know, not necessarily surf brand, I really hate referring to it as that, but like, you know, doing our own thing in the surfing kind of world was, it was kind of pushed, pushed really. That was the, lots of things came together. Yeah, right. So you sort of took the leap. Took the leap, yeah. yeah. The local surf school that I used to work with, um, the guy Steve Hudson there, absolutely fantastic guy, real inspiration for me. Unfortunately, he um, like passed away, so he was no longer the, um, the, the guy, you know, the person that I would, that would employ me and support sure. me, support me in my surfing. So that was another kind of um, push to do something. Um, go out on our own so yeah that's how it started really I didn't want to work somewhere else and probably come home with five pounds and have my son in childcare so I decided yeah. to look after Billy so the first year of Yonder I was a full-time mum whilst running Yonder yeah right so that is basically yeah was the trigger for it yeah and you'd had you know you mentioned like you wanted to kind of present surfing in a particular way for people. So was that conscious at the point, you know, it was like, well, we'll try and do this. Oh, in always, that... always has been. It's always been at the kind of forefront of why, why we've done it. We we knew there was a huge gap. Yeah. I really like huge gap still is a huge gap as much as things are changing. Um, and not just with women, but with like, we, you know, myself and Tom have always been into like alternative surf craft or, you know, single, we've, we've rode, I've rode single fins from, I don't know, from day one really. Yeah. Always loved that style of surfing. Not, again, hugely changing these past few years now, but not something we would ever really see. So, you know, with Yonder, we, I needed some, or oh, single fins and twin fins. I needed some fins recently. We couldn't get hold of them in the UK so we got someone to send them over from California for us and then well, well we, why, why are we not stocking these fins that we need to access and right. in, you know so we got our um, what do you call it account I guess with True Aims who we like yeah. look to and absolutely think their fins are the, the best you yeah. know, in the market so we brought them to the UK because it was triggered by what we believe in as surfers and what's missing so well that's what I really like about it because you meant you know you were like oh I hate to use the word brand you know, like, and mm. I totally get that because, you know, what have you got? You've got clothing, you've got the surf school, mm. you've got the basically distribution that is, isn't it? Yeah, now? yeah. You know, but it's all these things that are growing, obviously, from 
you know, you've not sat down and gone like, right, we're going to be the next British surf brand and mm-hmm. we're going to do X, Y, and Z. You know, it's pretty clear that that's not where it's come from, but it's come from this quite natural grassroots place. Yeah. And then it's sort of growing in its own way and getting the support from the industry yeah. and getting the support from people who obviously are like, yeah, that that's what surfing could be for me. Feel aligned to it. You yeah. know, which is great. Yeah. Like, and you can kind of really see that, that happening in real time, which yeah. is really, really nice that's, to see. That's really good to, to, to know. But we, that is exactly how we feel. And grassroots has been at the kind of, the essence of everything I've ever done in my life, really, to be honest. Yeah. Grassroots projects. It's kind of why I was digging a and bit so, about the Red yeah. Cross. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, because yeah. you can see the sort of lineage of it, you know. Let's set up like a, a, a social centre when I was 18 with a bunch of like I don't know, punk hippies from from um, from from Leeds. You know, it's always been something that we want to do. Some things in the community bring people together. It's it's yeah, it's a part of what we we're all about, really. And yeah, the natural progression of the things we get in is based on well, what do we want? What do we see missing? Well, let's just you know, we'll we'll stock it. We'll we'll see if other others are interested too. And here we are. If they are, we've got it. Um, we've got like a family, a, fam- a recent family motto though that <laughs> we refer to that makes us because we're uh, what, what is it, Tom? Have fun, stay afloat. Because uh, we spend a lot of time thinking about yeah. This is like a weird little link here, I guess. But I guess I'm, the point is we know we'll never be rich <laughs> from any of this. We're just trying to do the things that we love doing and with as best ethics as we can think of and have um, while surfing and having fun ourselves um just kind of keeping the, the things ticking ticking about i over. mean that's pretty much what i'm trying to do with this yeah. you know like it's same thing like that's why i really appreciate what you guys are doing because that that's kind of the point of it all isn't it you mm. know do something honest do something has a bit be. a bit creative yeah and those are you know selling out was a real concept when we were kids wasn't it oh, and yeah, it's so definitely. it's so old-fashioned now it really like that, is, that, yeah. that you know even saying even, even saying those words you know we're both kind of nervously going mm. oh you know <laughs> but i still kind of believe that really. oh yeah you know yeah. i still think those things are important yeah. particularly these days because then that's how you actually get a culture that's got heart relevance and heart yeah. and, and like will change things because yeah, yeah. otherwise it's just it's just fucking sales, isn't it? It really is. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I do feel really lucky that the people I've met along the way, and we've aligned ourselves with friendships, are very similar in that sense. And I've seen some amazing things developed, like in different different worlds, different industries. But our friend Mike, who builds his own BMX frames, and he is he's the same. He's absolutely terrified of the idea of selling out to his detriment always really because well it's not because obviously we love that in many sense in many ways but we kind of just see where he could be you know financially and not struggling so much but he you know he wants to and we love it about him wants to keep it you know everything I don't know well there's no there's no wrong with making money no I know this is what we but but, but like and and, you know obviously I'm sure you guys have got ambitions for, for yonder beyond what it is now like in the same way that I have for this thing but it's just there's just I believe there's for me personally there's a right way of doing things yeah. that kind of like I you know I've got my own values and I'm trying mm-hmm. to like with the things that I do I'm trying to let them you know the values lead those things mm-hmm. and that's obviously what you, you you're you doing it's obviously like when you look at you know you work with Finisterre it's what they're mm-hmm. trying to do yeah. you know like there's you know I work with Patagonia there's people at Patagonia mm-hmm. that, are, that are like in that 
they're, yeah. they're driven by that that's a real yeah, thing yeah. you know it's important it's, it is important I think really important definitely yeah and definitely aligning ourselves with with those those people I think it just gives the whole thing a bit more soul doesn't it because it could just definitely and this is what we were saying we we didn't see there are obviously like you you know you said Patagonia great Finisterre great that are doing this as well and, and we do see that representation there but with men you know the mainstream surf industry i find it quite horrifying to be honest with you so it's really nice to like just add our little mix in there too as, a, as an option you know yeah. for people to get on board with that's a big word horrifying i do i find yeah. it quite horrifying actually isn't yeah. i'm not gonna I don't know if i'm gonna expand on that but i just do yeah it's getting better it's getting a lot better but i think it's because it's been forced to buy um it's a bit more accountability maybe. yeah yeah definitely yeah and with regards to the female side of things, like um, the women, women surfing, not just not putting up with it as much now. And you know, women that I really respect, like I think you had Lauren Hill on recently, didn't you? Yeah, um, yeah, I love Lauren. She's great. Yeah. Cassia, uh, Leah Dawson. Yeah, they're all they're they're just not interested in in the stereotypical kind of side of female surfing that we've always had represented represented to us or yeah. portrayed. And it's great to watch watch yeah. that happen. And we just, you know, when I'm doing these film, we do film nights, I'm always looking for content that's relatable that uh, with female representation. And that I always like turn to that side of things and it's brilliant, but we need it now for us here because it's still, still doesn't quite represent us because we we're not in california with the sunshine in we're often but it's not miserable here either it's you know it's beautiful here as well so that's that's going to be really nice to see that develop over the next few years and it yeah, already yeah. is doing so and that's why our ambassador program as well has been about linking girls together and girls that we really look to that inspire us we yeah. want them on board as well so that's yeah. been nice so what ambitions have you got for it at this point because you can see it kind of rolling out a bit, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think COVID set us, set us on a weird, a weird track. I think it kind of pushed the, like a, the brand side of things. That pushed that a bit further because I couldn't teach anymore and we couldn't do any of our camps and we couldn't do any of our trips away. So that was good. But I do feel like we're now just this next year, we're just trying to pick up again and just kind of get that momentum going. Um, I'd love to do... I'd love, like I said, to do a lot more um, working with, I don't, uh, like representing a lot more of the women that are surfing in the area and somehow getting that, like through like Tom does his uh, photography and videography and getting others on board. That'd be really nice. Carrying on what we're doing, trying to like, yeah, continue with, you know, good quality surf supply, good quality apparel that we think represents what we do and what we believe in yeah. yeah just just for now just keeping it keeping it as we are really just stay, keep following, stay, stay following the values yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. see where it leads yeah 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 and how how's it was your foot right my foot yeah that was you've pretty traumatic a, you've had a, yeah. a nightmare right yeah i'll show you my foot i'm sure everyone will be able to see but i've had like oh wow so you've had a proper yeah so i had it was pretty traumatic to be honest but um Surfing in blast in, in October, big swell, caught a wave, and then kind of got target fixation with someone in front or a few people in front. And by the time I like hooked around to tuck in, uh, I got the lip to my neck, which weirdly then penetrated down and 
separated my through, through the shock through the power from the Jesus. lip yeah separated my metatarsal right my first metatarsal second and that's what they it's worked called out. a liz frank fracture yeah so a, <coughs> a liz frank fracture yeah i think that was the surgeon who like side fixing them initially right. but it's called the career ender that's what the, the injury is called because historically they'd because they couldn't do it pulled them apart i guess there's no blood flow down there right well so. they would only be able to put metal right big, big bits of metal sheets of metal in to fix it so then you just lose the mobility and obviously your foot is so full of so much so Fra- many bones so bones many yeah yeah so much going on intricate sort of um physiology isn't it yeah. down there so i wouldn't be able to couldn't surf couldn't but they didn't know what it was for like months i was gonna like say it must take must have taken a while to yeah. have connect those dots yeah what did you say target fixation yeah well where you just look at something and you really shouldn't and then you end up going that way Um, so i was like concerned i was going to hit them because it was you know pretty right there when really i obviously you know i teach everyone that don't look if you don't want to go somewhere don't look at it look the other way i didn't do that yeah yeah so it's pretty um but it's on the it's on the road to recovery yeah so this um this surgeon pretty pretty amazing the surgeon um who finally picked it up, who I absolutely adore, um, Dr. Townsend, he said, he ended up, he's a surfer in time mouth actually, and I think he really wanted to help me because I'd right. kind of gone in going, oh, it hurts, you know, I can't do this, I can't really do it. And then finally it was like, no, please can someone help me? This is really bad. I can't actually like, I couldn't, I couldn't surf, couldn't run, couldn't hop, couldn't do, use my foot. It was like yeah. not doing it, not doing anything, not fixing. And he found you know realized what was wrong said he really wanted to help us and then really progressive surgery he's only done three this was his third that he's ever done wow so he's put a false ligament in there right pulled it together and honestly it's just back to normal now wow that's like, amazing i'm so grateful so so grateful yeah that must but have been a bit it was terrifying yeah. when you were like all oh, yeah. right what's actually gonna happen here? yeah so yeah. when they diagnosed it they were like we know what it is and there's really bad news yeah yeah but right. then he he was quite excited because he wanted to do this surgery that's right. not really done 50 50 success i was like because uh, one had been successful one hadn't really right and so i was like okay this is quite scary and obviously i couldn't this is a weird thing about social media as well you know you you don't really want to say and especially when that whole life is built around this it was yeah. a weird time really of just me being pretty pretty miserable and down and not surfing oh, and not talking to anyone about what's really going on loads of wood. yeah this is the first time I've, I've had like a broken arm before actually but first proper surf injury um so yeah that was terrifying and i'm just incredibly grateful to that doctor for for caring that surgeon for really wanting to fix it and yeah kind of completely geeked out about what was wrong with me it's quite a rare injury yeah, it as must well. Yeah, like, I've got another one. Yeah, he yeah. was like, I think he's quite excited. And I know he's going to be, I haven't really told him I'm surfing yet, but I've got a meeting with him soon and I'm, I know he's going to be really, really happy. Right. Um, might use it as a little case study, I think. So That's great. Very, very lucky and very yeah. grateful to the NHS for that one. Yeah. Nice. Mm. So we're going to have a surf this afternoon? Yeah, I'd like to do that. Definitely. I think we should. Yeah, I think we um, should. Yeah, we've got puts, haven't we? Yeah. Um, what are you thinking? Because yeah. it's like hot, hot, half four that or five is high. Who, that was my friend who's the local. He was like two, two thirty. Okay, that's good because yeah. we've got people arriving at four. Yeah. I might just say we're going shopping for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they can come to Puts and meet us. Yeah, but yeah, that'd be lovely to have us there. Yeah, wind be a nice way to calm down, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing it. Oh, thanks. Honestly, it was very, very humble to be asked. To be honest, and no, it's great. Felt, 
bit weird with all the uh, amazing people you have on here. So I really, really appreciate you no, asking us. No, it's great. <laughs> Thank you. So there you go. That was me and Sal from Yonder. I hope you enjoyed it. So much more fun doing the conversations in person than over the old Zoom. And I'm looking forward to doing more of them. Although I'm going to keep keep with Zoom because, you know, it is useful for getting people on the other side of the world. And as we still can't travel, it's going to be that way for a while, isn't it? I did really like hearing how the whole basis of Yonder is rooted in Sal's history of activism. And you can see the roots of the equality and that word again, inclusiveness, that's such a feature of the Yonder ethos in that uh, history, let's say. Now, regular listeners are going to know that I've got a few hobby horses that I do tend to well harp on about quite frequently on here. One of those in the last few months has been the whole issue of how surfing's traditional approach to dealing with newcomers is kind of doomed to failure when faced with the huge influx of newcomers that that are on the scene right now. Now, I think it's important to say at this point, I am definitely an interloper when it comes to surfing. I am very much an intermediate surfer. I came to it very, very late, which is probably why it's my favourite of all the sideways arts right now. Because as I've said before, I learn something every time I go. And every time I go skating and snowboarding, I seem to get worse. Such is life. Tozer is always taking the piss out of me for what a kook I am when it comes to surfing. He once gave me a proper talking to about what he considered to be a particularly kooky surf pic that I'd shared on Instagram. But, you know, whatever. And this background means I didn't really grow up thinking that surf culture, which is, let's be honest, pretty fucking weird and aggy at times, is normal. You know, the idea that if new people turn up at your spot, for example, it's acceptable to shout at them or even fight them. Now, even saying something like that among certain surfers and in certain circles marks me out as a complete kook. And I'm sure there are eyes rolling across the land as people listen to this. I'm a regular listener to The Grit, actually, the David Lee Scales and Chaz Smith podcast. And they talk about this a lot. I mean, they endlessly debate about vowels. That's a vulnerable adult learner. And if you listen to them, being a grumpy twat and abusive to beginners and interlopers like myself is is very much part of the identity of being a surfer you know Chaz would argue and indeed does argue quite frequently it's, it's literally the point you know the point is to be a dickhead essentially now obviously to a large degree this is Chaz being the fearless shock jock slayer of sacred cows he set himself up to be and I do find it funny hearing him contradictorily if that's a word riff away on this theme but I think my general point is this all social codes are fucking weird at heart and are open to abuse and surfing is particularly guilty of this particularly British surfing which tends to copy the rituals of Californian board sports culture without stopping to ask whether it's fit for purpose for the junky little surf scene that we have here I was reminded of this bizarrely the other day when I was chatting to my dear old mum of all people she'd received a copy of Looking Sideways volume one my book which you might be aware of which is out now and she'd read the thing cover to cover obviously because she's very proud and being an intelligent woman she had a few questions one of which was does Britain actually have a surf culture or does everybody just copy the Americans 
true story. She did actually ask me that. Good question. I mean, that's kind of what my book's about. And all of this is a long-winded way of me underlining why I think the yonder approach, as discussed in that episode, is so spot on because they're not trying to copy the Wallies over at Beach Grit or at like Mickey fucking Dora. Instead, they try to tackle the problem in an honest and ingenuous way by empowering people to understand what the fuck is going on and enabling them to take the lineup place with confidence and safety rather than shouting at them and wondering why it doesn't solve anything, which is definitely what's going on at my little breakdown here in Brighton. Now, of course, all scenes are full of these types of unsung heroes, which keep the oils, excuse me, which keep the wheels oiled. You can tell I've not done one of these for a while, can't you? But, you know, as surfing in this country and around the world moves into the brave new post-Olympic world, these different approaches, as exemplified by Yonder, are going to become more and more important. One of the reasons I got Sal on the show and one of the reasons I enjoyed our edifying conversation very much. Look forward to seeing you and Tom on home turf when I do finally make it up to the northeast for that long delayed trip. Housekeeping corner. Big inhalation because, again, I'm out of practice with this. It's been a few weeks As I mentioned at the top of the show, I did have a few weeks off, which was very nice. I went to a very well-known corner of South Wales and looked out with the waves and weather. Turned out I did need a bit of a break from all things digital. I've never really done the whole digital detox thing. I don't really believe in it. I kind of think that it's just the way of the world. You can't escape it. You can manage it. It's certainly a very increasingly important part of how I'm how I make a living. So I've never really done the social media flounce, you know, where somebody self-importantly announces to complete disinterest that they're taking a break from social media, which I, I know no one ever does on LinkedIn, do they? It's always on Twitter and Instagram anyway. But it turned out I did need a bit of a break for a couple of reasons, one of which, which I'll talk about here, was getting Looking Sideways Volume 1 over the line fuck me that thing was like slaying the hydra just when we thought it was done it grew another head and started attacking us again in this case the final issue which was massively stressful at the time but is now actually quite hilarious the printer sent the wrong motherfucking book to the fulfillment agency which nearly got sent out yet rather than send looking sideways volume one to the fulfillment agency they sent copies of I'm not making this up, the diabetic cookbook instead. I wish I was joking. The mad thing was that if somebody at the fulfillment agency hadn't spotted this, that's what a bit what would have been sent out to everybody that pre-ordered. I mean, can you imagine? I was already getting a fair amount of testy emails and messages from people giving it the whole, where's this fucking book then? And uh, in a few particularly pissed off cases, implying that the whole thing had been some kind of elaborate con job from me and Toza. And those people have been issued with a refund and also sent the book because life's too short for that kind of thing, isn't it? Anyway, this all went down the day before I went on holiday, which, as you can imagine, was not really the preparation I was after. By the time the printers, who I'm not going to name, but were absolutely useless through the whole process of putting this book together. By the time I say they'd worked out where the books were, that added another 10 days onto the process. Just one reason why the book was very, very late. Anyway, it's all sorted now. 
And if you've ordered the book, it should be with you or at least on the way. Huge thank you for your patience if this is the case. The scars have almost healed and I can now begin to look at it with some perspective. You know, me and Owen worked very, very hard on that project to make something unique. And to be completely frank, when it was finished, we did have a conversation. We were like, what happens if everyone thinks it's shit? Um, which I guess is kind of natural for any creative project that you do. So we were actually quite nervous when we knew that it was finally being sent out, um, which is why the almost universally positive response to the book has been so uh, nice to see. It's been brilliant the last couple of weeks reading all the messages, posts, comments from people who are enjoying it and getting where we came from with it now that they've finally got copies in their hands. If you've taken the time to post, share or send me a message about it, thanks very much. It's really very much appreciated from me and Owen. And, um, you know, we're already kind of starting to think about volume two, which probably be next year at this rate. Anyway, if you have enjoyed what I do over the years, if you've listened to episodes of this free and ad-free podcast, and, you know, there are very many thousands of people that have now. And there are many, many people that messaged me over the years telling me how much they appreciate it and how much they've got out of it. If that's you and you're wondering how to support the show in exchange for something tangible like a book and keep the whole thing free and ad free, you can uh, head over to my website, www.wearelookingsideways.com and order the book. There's a tab there entitled Book where you can do it. You'd also find a link to my new Substack newsletter. As I said in the last episode, I think that switched over to Substack. It's going down really well. Um, I did a I did a piece um, from Leslie McKenna. Basically, just a quick aside, what I do is every fortnight, I send out the usual 10 things I think are worth sharing that week. Uh, and then every other fortnight, I send out a blog from either myself or a guest. If you like the podcast, I think you'll probably like the newsletter. Like I say, you can sign up via the website. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm just about back on top of my to-do list and will be easing myself in over the next few weeks as regular service resumes, albeit somewhat more slowly than usual, I think. In the meantime, have a great week. Go and check out what Sal and Tom do and I'll be back soon. Nice one.